Our sermon this evening is based on the words of the gospel from Luke chapter 18. I'd like to read them to you again right now. And I invite you to open up to, to your bulletin to page 11 as we, as we really take these words of Jesus to heart. To some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went down to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Denouement. Maybe you can tell that that this isn't an English word just because of my poor pronunciation of it. It's one of those pesky little French words that, that come straight over into the English language, words like coup d'etat and a la carte and denouement, they all come from French. And, and denouement is a word that comes from a French verb that means to untie. And it's come to mean in the English language sort of a grand finale, a great unwrapping of an incredible climax of a story with all kinds of twists and turns in it. A great example of, of denouement, and I'm going to date myself for a second, is a movie called The Sixth Sense, starring Bruce Willis, where Bruce Willis doesn't get all the little facts and intricacies and, and little hints, spoiler alert if you've never seen this movie before, but he's dead during the entire movie. Denouement, it's actually a very powerful thing when it comes to storytelling. But here is the thing about denouement. You just can't rush it. Rushing denouement, I would compare it to guzzling a glass of expensive wine, or pigging out on cheesecake, or maybe catching a muskie on your first cast when you're beginning a three-day fishing trip. You just can't rush denouement. And this is especially true when it comes to understanding Jesus' parables. Like, Like when we get to the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. We might read the opening lines of it, which Luke says is this. 
To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. And immediately you think we have denouement. I get it. I'm just going to get rid of all self-righteousness. I'm just going to get rid of all pride. I'm going to get my ashes on Ash Wednesday. I'll go home. I'm going to hit the that was easy staples button and go home justified. That's it. Denouement. But if we think that's the truth about this story, then we have guzzled wine. And we've pigged out on cheesecake. And actually, the worst part of everything about this is that we've jumped to the wrong conclusion about this parable. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus is completely and utterly against any kind of self-righteousness. Any kind of pride. I mean, if anybody should have been proud, if anyone should have had righteousness from herself or himself, it should have been this guy. He didn't commit any of the gross outward sins. <laughs> That's what Jesus says. No sexual immorality, no adultery, he doesn't steal, he doesn't do any of those things that we would say that is sinful. In fact, on the outside... He's actually a really good guy. I did the math for you. And this guy, instead of fasting the required one time a year, he fasted 104 times a year. That's twice a week. This guy, instead of just giving the required tithe, the required 10% on all income, he gave 10% not only of his income, but on everything that he acquired. So if he would go to McDonald's and buy a burger, he would tithe on what he spent, even. This guy was worshipful. He was prayerful. And outwardly, he was a very good man. But on the inside, and Jesus is absolutely clear about this, he was utterly rotten. He was contemptuous of other people. He was self-centered. And he despised everyone around, the, around himself. In fact, when he prayed, ostensibly he prayed to God. But he actually prayed to himself. He said, God, I thank you that I'm so great and these are all my accomplishments. This guy on the outside, he was a good guy, but on the inside, he was decomposing. And, and, so, and so we think, well, Jesus is telling us, don't be that guy, don't be the despiser, don't be self-righteous and pharisaical in your attitudes, because otherwise you might go home, and you'll go home unforgiven. That's what Jesus says. You'll go home unjustified, and you've rushed, you've rushed denouement. But if this is all Jesus wanted to teach, then we should probably just rename the parable. <laughs> we could maybe rename it the parable of the Pharisees. That's it. <laughs> 
If that's all Jesus wanted to teach, we should just call the parable of the Pharisee. Go home unjustified. You have no chance at being righteous, even if you try hard. See, any rush to denouement, you might say, is actually kind of hellish and actually kind of hopeless with no chance at righteousness at all. The fact of the matter is this. This is not just the parable of the Pharisee. This is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. So Jesus keeps telling the story. He tells a story also about this tax collector who was a really bad guy. A really bad guy. I mean, this guy cooperated with foreign oppressors. This guy ripped off, by charging more taxes than he should have, his fellow Jews. In fact, Luke says that he is the categorical sinner. He represents all sinners out there. And this tax collector gets it spiritually. He gets it that he's absolutely got no righteousness on his own. In the presence of a holy God. And so what he understands spiritually begins to manifest itself even physically. That's what Luke says. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. God, shed blood for me. God, you are my only chance at taking away my sin. See, this guy is the foil of the Pharisee. He is the absolute opposite of the Pharisee. He is a bad guy in every sense of the word. In fact, there's nothing the same between the Pharisee and the tax collector except one thing. Neither one of them had any kind of righteousness. Neither one. And now suddenly, suddenly we are ready for denouement. Jesus, Jesus says this, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. Incredible, isn't it? This man who had no righteousness of his own. Incredible that he would go home and God would say about him, justified. See, that's the thing. The righteousness that avails before a holy God is not self-righteousness. The righteousness that avails that be, before holy God is a righteousness declared on the basis of Jesus' life and on the basis of Jesus' death. Like, 
at the beginning of the service when Vicar said, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, a righteousness declared by God. Like, like when you come to the table of the Lord and receive His body and blood and you're sent home in peace. Like when a baby's sins are washed away and it is declared redeemed and sanctified by God. Just like that, a righteousness before God that avails before His holiness is always, always declared. And just like that, this man is declared righteousness, righteous before God. See, this parable, it's not about destroying self-righteousness. That would miss the point. This story is about replacing self-righteousness with the declared righteousness on the basis of the sacrifice that Jesus has made. Denouement. Now we have it. You just can't rush it, can you? And why, why would you want to rush denouement? Why would you want to guzzle wine instead of sipping it and enjoying it? And, and, and why would you want to pig out on cheesecake when you can eat it with geschmet, like the Germans say? And why would you want to read a parable too quickly and rush to denouement and miss the fact that God has declared you righteous on the basis of the blood of Jesus. You already know the answer. Amen.